Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. I have spoken to the party president and asked him to start the process of choosing an interim leader. And it is the right thing to do. There is another generation, and I am passing the torch to that generation. Today, millions of people voted for change for the better. We have won more seats than we have held in a generation. A new day has dawned in Ontario. And while Doc Ford is speaking, I'm looking at the TV in the studio, and guess who's on the screen? Justin Trudeau. Somehow, my brain just froze. (laughs) It is time for Beauties and the Beast. It is time for Catherine Swift, WorkingCanadians.ca, former CEO and president of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, Ms. Swift. Mr. Green. How are you? Great, thanks. Wonderful. Linda Leatherdale is the former money editor of the Toronto Sun. She's vice president of Cambria, Canada now, just back from the United States. Ms. Leatherdale. Hello, Roy. Hello, Linda. (laughs) And Michelle Simpson had the distinct pleasure of sitting beside the Prime Minister of Canada during question period as his fellow caucus member and... Globalist. I don't know what to say anymore. Not so sure about that. How are you? I was thrilled with the outcome of well, the election. Now, we have to ask you about this, but I want you both to hear what somebody emailed me. This is wonderful. So $605 million is what the, uh, the G7 summit costs us, taxpayers. $605 million. First one was like twenty-one million. This is six hundred and five million, and over three hundred million was spent on security. So Rick sends me an email: Have the G seven at Churchill. The polar bears will take care of security. <laughs> <laughs> also, the the fair weather protesters will never go up there and freeze their buttons off. No, that's right. You know, you turn the corner and there's mama bear and baby bears, and we're not talking about being. F- Friendly. Anyway, what are your thoughts? So let's start with you, Michelle. You're the uh, you're the lifelong liberal. Your husband's a lifelong liberal. They both decided not to vote for the big, the wobbly red machine in uh, in Ontario. How are you feeling on uh, on Thursday night? Well, once we knew that the um, 
conservatives were entrenched, they were going to win. My husband and I slept like babies, like just had a good night's sleep. The fear was for us um, that the that Andrea Horvath would win, and we'd have to leave the province <laughs> because we were concerned that you know she said, well. You know, those that do better are going to have to pay a little more. A little more. Yeah. But what's the definition of a little better, and what's the definition of a little more? Certainly, I would think that yours and hers are not the same. Well, exactly. I want. It's like when we've discussed middle class. No one defines that, and so we really were pleased with the outcome because we knew the other wasn't going to be an, an option. So yeah. I was pleased. All right. Now, Linda, you heard the uh, the presentation by Ms. Horvath after she lost. I mean, it sounded like she'd just won the, the, the super lottery. <laughs> sounded like she'd won the American super lottery, like $700 million. Come, let's play that again. Here's, here's Andrea Horvath celebrating losing. Today, millions of people voted for change for the better. We have won more seats than we have held in a generation. I, I don't understand. I cannot understand. I, will, I can't understand. Linda. Well, I guess she's celebrating. She's the official opposition now, as we know. And, uh, you know, after Bob Ray, I mean, they've been decimated and can't even get traction. So I guess in a way she deserves a little bit of a celebration, but it was kind of over the top. Kind of? I would have thought, you know, if she had won, or let's say it was um, a PC minority government, perhaps then some more celebration. But i got to tell you, I am very happy with a Doug Ford majority. We can move on, and I yes. love what he's saying. We are open for business. And one of the hot topics when I was in Minnesota last week or this past week was the corporate tax cuts that Trump has ushered in. And, you know, you look at some of the numbers. No wonder our businesses are leaving this province. It is cheaper to do business south of the border or elsewhere and hydro and on and on. So all I can say is, Doug, the things that you say, please deliver for the little guy, the small business guy, for the guy who can't afford these gas prices, can't afford their hydro bill. But open us up for business. The lower the taxes, the more we spend. I've always believed in that, Roy. Now, I wasn't yeah. sure just where Catherine was leaning as oh, far as the I election was concerned. In that regard. I wasn't uh, sure whether you were leaning liberal, NDP. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I know. It's, it's a challenge. Uh, to be fair, though, I haven't always voted conservative, but I certainly did this time around. And, you know, Michelle, what you said was interesting. I've heard that from quite a few people. I slept well, really. I, I, I've heard that exact same thing, which is intriguing. But the spin that both Horvath and Wynn, I mean, Wynn's saying, well, it's the right time to step down. If she had a wife, mm. she would have stepped out in a million years. <laughs> of course not. They're trying to put a, you know, lipstick on a pig, as the old saying goes. Yeah. And, um, and certainly, I think for Ontario, it's the best result in business, absolutely, for business. I was working hard on Christine Elliott's campaign personally. Oh, you know writing. what? I would, I would have loved to. Have uh, seen I, her. Yeah, she listen. She's a lovely lady and competent, and you know, experienced and all that good stuff. 
and we won in a landslide in Aurora Newmarket, which was where you know where that was. And um, it, it, uh, it anyway, it was the right outcome. The NDP, I agree with both Michelle and I remember the Ray days, and I almost didn't blame Ray. I don't think he knew any better, and I don't think Horvath knows any better. And certainly, a lot of the you know loose cannons they, they had. But, did, but have you heard how many oh. people said? Oh, no one remembers the Ray days. Hello? Oh, yeah. Sorry. yeah well, I'm people do. And the ones that go out to vote did. Here's the question for you the, for the rest of the country to also get their teeth into. And we asked it earlier on the show. Do you think on Thursday the voters in Ontario, and it's interesting because Daryl Bricker was on with us, the president of Ipsos, and he said it wasn't the millennials who turned out. It was the parents of the millennials or turned out and voted in huge numbers. Do you think the, the voters of Ontario have sent a very clear message to two politicians particularly? One is Rachel Notley, the NDP Premier of Alberta, and the other is Justin Trudeau, the outgoing Prime Minister of Canada. <laughs> Sorry. Do you, think that they, do you think the voters sent messages that the, the two of them, no matter what they say, no matter where they stick the lipstick, it's not going to work? Do you think they got Absolutely. the message? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. Yeah. Okay. So let me take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little G7. Uh, there's this, a story that's circulating around Prime Minister Trudeau, and it has to do with his behavior toward a young female reporter a number of years ago. Mainstream media, the major media, uh, don't seem to be too enthusiastic about covering this story, but it is getting coverage, increasingly getting attention. And uh, so we'll ask your thoughts. We'll develop it a little bit further. And there was one other thing that I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, oh, yeah, difficult subject, but it's, it's uh, two very well-known um, celebrities taking their lives over the last uh, few days. It's not a pleasant subject, suicide, but it's something that can't be ignored or, or, or pushed under the table. We will come back with Catherine, Linda, and Michelle, the beauties after this. Looking for the truth and not worried about rattling some cages to get at it. This is the Roy Green Show. That sounds like a song, like a piece of music looking for a place to go. That one starts out the opening riff. Michelle uh, Simpson, Linda Leatherdale, Catherine Swift, the beauties on Beauties and the Beast on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Honestly now, how compelling has this $605 million exercise known as the Jeans G7 been without Donald Trump uh, tweeting and, and, and issuing his verbal challenges and suggesting... If you don't want to do business with us properly, we won't do business with you at all. Apart from that, has the $605 million exercise, Catherine, been worth it? No, I don't think these things are ever worth it. And, and I, I, again, I, I always find it so hypocritical. These, these, a lot of these G7 leaders preach things like, you know, environmental this and green that and everything, and then they fly all over the world and, and totally, you know, contradict their own points of view. We have technology now that these meetings... And I'm not saying there's nothing, there's nothing valuable in a personal meeting. There is. But can we not do, you know, something better, more efficient? 
uh, you know, blow less uh, pollutants into the atmosphere. And I li- personally, I like that Churchill idea of your listener. I think yeah. that's terrific. I, li- I think it's great. I think, I think, I think it should invite the bears to the meetings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we might learn a few things. Although I hear bears, apparently polar bears are the only animals that will actively pursue humans for food. What's playing in the background? It's not playing where I am. No. Linda? <laughs> no. You got something going on? Nothing. Oh, I heard some voices in the background. I wish I had. Oh, well, it's probably somebody <laughs> listening into well, your show because well, they're they gone. Know. It's gone now. Okay. Uh, but but I it was think, definitely was somebody there. I so, think yeah. that, it, well, I, I'm sure that they didn't sign the agreement because they usually have it all worked out. Mm-hmm. And for that kind of money, this is nothing more than an expensive sh- um photo shoot. Of course. Uh, but this is going to be the one time they don't come away with the signed deal. No, but the question is, is the hair looking good? <laughs> no, in the case of uh, the one versus six, the number one has the worst hair days. <laughs> Not only that, but on a, on a more uh, a serious note, Michelle, uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, the 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 six, including Canada and a weakening EU and Japan, which is in terrible, terrible shape in so many ways. You know, these meetings, this this G seven thing, ain't what it used to be. Uh, you know, the real the real powerhouses uh, on the planet. Well, U.S. the U.S. is in sort of limbo right now, as we know. But you know, China's not there. You know, the, mm-hmm. the countries that are really yanking everybody else's chain aren't there. <laughs> It's a public relations exercise that has had its time. It's had, yep. Yep. It's had its time. Elitism is out. Let me ask you about this. Here's the story. BuzzFeed uh, ran it. A number of news organizations are running it now. And I'll just read from an editorial um, that was in, was in 2000. I'm sorry if I had known you were reporting for a national paper. I never would have been so forward. Those were the words that were spoken to a reporter, an advance reporter, by Justin Trudeau, son of former Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau, August 4th. Trudeau, who was in Creston to celebrate the Coconese Summit Festival put on by the Columbia Brewery, apologized a day late for inappropriately, quote, handling, end quote, um, the reporter while she was on assignment not only for the Advance, but also for the National Post and Vancouver Sun. Quote again, if I had known you were a reporter for a national paper, it's not a rare incident to have a young reporter, especially a female one, uh, who is working for a small community newspaper to be considered an underling to their more predominant associates. Now, so, so this was in 2000. The word comes out, BuzzFeed got a quote, uh, from the press secretary to the prime minister, and the prime minister told the press secretary, well, the press secretary told the BuzzFeed that Mr. Trudeau doesn't recall, quote, any negative interactions, end quote. Oh. You say. <laughs> Can I speak? Yes. yes, please. I think that that is BS, and he is. One thing about Justin is, he could have been, if he'd been older, the one that Carly Simon said, or sung about, <laughs> you're so vain. <laughs> and, you know, he had the name, he has the looks, 
um, and he thought he was above everything, everything. And so now I think the concern is with these people all coming out that he's going to end up, there's going to be enough stuff to stick to him. The story goes on to say Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, a self-described feminist who's made combating sexual harassment and sexual assault a centerpiece of his political image, was accused of groping a young woman reporter at a music festival almost two decades ago. The allegation was first published in an editorial in the Creston Valley Advance, a community newspaper in British Columbia in August 2000. It has periodically resurfaced online, including in Frank magazine earlier this year. The allegation came to wide attention this week when photos of the editorial were widely shared on social media and received further prominence when Breitbart reported it on Thursday, Catherine. Yeah, well, I, I, when I first saw this story, like everyone you know, on social media, I, 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 had a bit of, I had a bit of questions at first. I thought, really, you know, this is 18 years ago. But what, was, what struck me was that very line that he responded with in the article, not recently, about, gee, if I'd known that you were, in other words, somebody important, I would, <laughs> I would never have done this. I thought that's Vincent Trudeau, because does he ever take responsibility for anything? No, no, no. It's Harper's fault. It's, you know, it's always something else other than him. And so I thought, you know, I believe it now because I can totally see that narcissist making that kind of, making that kind of comment back that's in the day. And of right. course, now he's had the riot act read to him because, you know, he's so prominent and, you know, prime minister and all that jazz. But I think the true, the true Justin Trudeau came out. I've also heard through various contacts, I have an Ottawa and elsewhere, that before he was married, he had quite the eye for the ladies. I don't think this is the last story we'll hear about dear little Justin. Linda, what do you make of this one? Well, all I'm going to say is that was way back when. If that happened today, he too would be all over it. I think we've had the conversation. Men are afraid to even say hello to a woman anymore. Um, and what's wrong with, I mean, somebody coming on to a reporter? Well, Linda, but having said that, that Catherine's right. He never takes responsibility for it. And I love the comment from Michelle. You're so vain. <laughs> this is what's happening. This is the reality in 2018, you know? Yeah, and he and he's he's accused of groping her. So, and I don't think that it matters that it was 18 years ago because we look at other individuals who oh, yeah, are like, in the news oh, yeah, now. Weinstein who, yep. are coming out of the woodwork yep. from, you know, Bill Cosby decades ago. He's going to blame, 2000, he's going to blame this on my father was dead or dying. That's when his father died. Well, let's see what he says, because he doesn't seem to recall having done anything inappropriate. So we will we will Does find out. Yeah. Does he ever? No. no. No, he doesn't. None of them do. Okay, beauties, thank you so much. Roy, Great as usual. Oh, thank you, Roy. Thank you. have to comment that Roy called the Ontario election. Yeah, it's a again. six yep. or seven in a row for me now. Again, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I'll bask in the in the glory for as long as it lasts. Indeed, indeed. We'll talk to you next Call Saturday. Next weekend. Yeah. Okay. Ta-da.